to episode 480, and this is Happy Easter. It's Thursday before Easter, so I hope you guys are, uh, got some holiday plans happening. It's, uh, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Good Friday all the way through till Easter Monday, back to work Tuesday. Uh, that's, of course, if you're lucky enough to have Saturday off. Uh, I am, so happy days. I think I'm going down the Brunswick or somewhere like that. That's all good. Uh, so, yes, this is Aussie Tech Heads. My name's Glenn, and we are here this week to tell you all about what's been happening in the tech news uh industry. I don't know if it's an industry, but we'll call it an industry this week. Uh, we are brought to you by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. You can find us at athwebhosting.com.au and you can also tune in and listen to us again by downloading through iTunes, which you've probably already done. And Or if you want to listen to like sort of like live 24-7 tech shows, you can go to TuneIn Radio and search for Aussie Tech Heads or all other instructions at aussietechradio.com. So that's all going on. All right. This week we are joined by two of the two of the regulars. I think we can we can call Stuart a regular now. He's been here for quite a few weeks. So hi, Stuart. How you doing? Hey, Glenn. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, good week this week. Busy week. Yeah, well, actually, the weekend was super busy for us because because uh, the band that I played in, we 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 had a gig, and we only play once every three years. So for us, it's a big deal <laughs> when yes. we actually get together and, and play. Well, you'd be, and, you'd be uh, well practiced. Work involved, so yeah. <laughs> you'd be you'd be but, well practiced. Um, now, so you got all yeah, the yeah. you got all the gear. You uh, what your, your your equipment, your amps, and your mixes, all that sort of stuff. It's a full blown full blown show. Yeah, we've got everything. We don't we don't have our own front of house speakers, so we, so we normally uh, hire those if, if we have to. But uh, but but we've certainly got all all of our own fallbacks on stage and all that sort of stuff, and mixer and all the rest of it. Yeah, um, nice. I actually put in the, I put in the show notes if if if, if anyone's interested, just a little YouTube clip of us playing on last last Sunday if you want to have a look. So. Oh, all right, good stuff. Up there. Oh, all right. Uh, so that was in the show notes earlier, or like when did you put that in? I, uh, about five minutes ago. All right. Well, I'll be sure to. Uh, I'll go and add that into the uh, actual show notes. I've already put them up on the web page. Oh, I see. Right. But I'll go back in and I'll put them in. Uh, I'll put that in after the show. So yeah. So go and have a look at Stuart's no band. I'll be. I'll be heading over there as well. And uh, Shane. Hi, Shane. How you doing? Hello. I'm doing very well, Glenn. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, how's the MBN going? Yeah, the MBN's going good. It has got some sort of hidden costs or gotchas oh i got um i mean i'm not on as a higher plan with this other provider as i was when i was on adsl um mainly because the speed that i wanted to get with this other provider sky mesh is that they offer a hundred down and a hundred up service right but it's not actually available in my area yet so even though the ambience here their 100 100 isn't available so i thought well i don't want to go with one provider, and then a couple of months later I have to switch. So I still went with them hmm. on a 100 slash 40, but um, they've got peak and off-peak pricing. So their peak period, the plan that I'm on is only 240 gig, uh, 240 gig during the peak period, and then it's 1.2 terabyte off-peak. All right. When's so unless the... you want to move the pod, unless you want to move the podcast somewhere between the hours of midnight and 7 a.m. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm... So we've gone... Yeah, so we've gone through the, or we're going through the peak period quite quickly. But what I think it is, is, you know how like things like YouTube and whatever kind of automatically set the bit rate depending on what it thinks your connection is? 
Yes. So when we were on ADSL, I think it was automatically going for like a lower standard quality, but now we've got MBN, it's going for a higher quality. So a five-minute right. video on ADSL is whatever it is download-wise, and it's twice or maybe three times that yep. when it's on HD. And you don't notice it because YouTube automatically says, oh, well, we'll just give you everything at once because mm. you, can, you can hack it. I was only thinking the other day back to when I first got cable, you know, and that how massive the plan was at 12 gig a month. You know, <laughs> it was just that, <laughs> that was before videos and oh, probably yeah, had we- audio, but before YouTube, I think. How old is YouTube? Yeah, there was no video back 10 years ago, was there, on the internet? Uh, I don't think so. 2004, I think YouTube was, 2004, something like that. Yeah, well, I think I first... I can remember that. Yeah, yeah, just just uh, downloading trailers off the off the Apple website. Um, Apple.com yeah. was, I think, the main the main place for trailers. You know, it would take ages just to download a, a one-minute trailer in, in high def. Yeah, yeah, and I, I yes, I'm sure because well, it was back in like 2000, I think I first had cable. Yeah, two thousand and one, two thousand and two, somewhere around there. I'm pretty sure that I'm. Pre- I don't think the computers could even play video properly, you know. So, um, no. yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, look, if you want to get in contact with us, you can at facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads or send us a tweet at Aussie Techheads uh, with a hashtag Aussie Techheads. <laughs> That's original, isn't it? Um, and if you want to see the shows in video, you can at youtube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. All right, let's gr- let's get into a story. And oh, look, let, let's get this out of the way. Oh, should, we, should we get it out of the way or should we leave the FBI one till later? I don't know. We're just, <laughs> we've gone over We're and over. we put this one to bed. I know. Oh, let's do it now. Well, it's, it's the first one that came up. All right, <laughs> FBI. Okay, I think, Shane, you, you start because I think you had a bit on this one and then we'll, I'll continue on if, if there's any to okay. add. All right, so well, the FBI story that I kind of stumbled across is just one day before the government, so this is on the... Basically, the same day that they did their, um, the Apple did their announcement about the iPhone and all that other stuff that I think we're going to cover later. Just one day before the government was set to meet Apple in court to determine whether Apple could be forced to unlock uh, an encrypted phone used by the terrorist. I have his name in the show notes, but I'm not going to try and pronounce it because I'll butcher it. And I don't even want to do that to a dead terrorist. Um, the government is saying, never mind for now. And why? Because they might have found their own way in. Apple executives spoke with the reporters today explaining that Apple knows nothing about whatever method the government might have to find or uh, might have found to break into the device. A judge has actually granted the government um, the request to postpone the the hearing, which I think is now going to be April sometime, so probably the next week or two. Hmm. Speculation is that the NSA is stepping in because... They sensed that the FBI was getting cold feet and they might actually even lose the case. But um, I've got some kind of thoughts that I've put down here for discussion that um, I'm wondering whether it could be one of the following. The FBI found an existing backdoor, so they don't need Apple's help. The FBI found an existing vulnerability, so they don't need FB, uh, Apple's help. John Mc, John McAfee <laughs> or, um, has actually come through with his promise and he's actually broken into the phone. He's done it! Um, or perhaps like you were saying, Glenn, uh, Apple and the FBI have actually got together behind closed doors and sorted out and all this public kind of chest beating was just a smoke screen while they actually had that secret meeting. Well, let me let me have let me have a continuation of that because I've I've got a bit more information, whether it's true or not, who knows. Um, do we still have Stuart there? Are you still there, Stuart? 
Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yep, cool. Um, your video just froze, but we'll... Oh, there you go. Okay. It might be coming back. Uh, yeah, look, the next, the extra bit I've got was a company called Celebrite. Now, this is an Israel-based uh, provider of mobile forensic software. Now, they're apparently helping the FBI. Now, they're, Celebrite is a subsidiary of Japan Suncorp, which is not a building society or a bank, uh, has its revenue split between two businesses. It's a split between a forensic system that's used by law enforcement, military and intelligence that retrieves data hidden inside mobile devices and technology for mobile retailers. Now, look, I think... Um, I don't know if Apple's going to come out on top, no matter which way this goes. I think if they win the court case, they might that they'll come out on top. Uh, if they don't win the court case, obviously they're losers. Uh, and if the phone gets hacked or cracked or whatever by the FBI, NSA, slash or Celebrite, well, they're going to be losers anyway because then their phone will be deemed to be vulnerable, to be hackable. Uh, so the, I'm pretty sure that's not what Apple would like. Maybe they should have stepped in a bit early and tried to, uh, you know, try to appease the FBI a bit, maybe under a bit of a cloak of secrecy, as I've been saying, rather than let it get to this stage. Because could you imagine if, yeah, if Israel-based company comes and says, we'll just crack the iPhone, boom, it's not secure. Um, has anyone got any thoughts on that? Stewie, are you still there? Yeah, no, well, yeah. I'm not sure really what's what's involved, but actually I've, I've been recently catching up on that TV show Homeland, if you've ever seen that one before. Oh, oh yes, and, that's a good one, yes. Yeah, that's right. And in that one, it seems pretty easy to crack phones. They just seem, and it works with iPhones as well. And they all they have to do is get this little thing, that little dongle thing that they plug into the phone for ten seconds. That's right. And then they can tap all the all, all the phones. So yes, what's going on? How yeah, could it be? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We need some of that. We need some of that software. But uh, do you think that if, if it gets cracked by an Israeli, do, do you think what's Apple going to do? Do you think that puts them in a bad position, or you know, you know, from a security point of view? It's not going to make Absolutely. him look good. Yeah, it's not going to make him look good. Yeah, yeah. So right. this could all fall in Tim Cook's face, I, I, I suppose. But anyway, that's the uh, that's the latest on the FBI thing. So the let- only other thing I wanted to add yes. was I don't know whether anyone's going to cover it, but President Obama went to South by Southwest during the week, and his main kind of reason for going there was to sort of you know basically say that the tech community is needed. You know the tech community and the government should work together to help the economy and the country out as a whole. And everything was going sweet with this, you know, initial kind of speech he was making. Then right towards the end, somebody asked him a question about the Apple um, FBI kind of saga. Hmm. And it all kind of went a little bit pear-shaped after that because basically (laughs) what Obama was saying was that he was trying to get across that the tech community shouldn't kind of fetishise, to use the word that he used, he probably said it better than I did, um, about their mobile phones and kind of be so protective about them and have them want, want you know, have them so secure. But what, according to Leo at least, at least anyway, Leo Laporte, he was saying that Obama's probably missed the point for two reasons. A, he's a politician, so he's trying to negotiate and, and kind of come to an agreement and get the, all the parties together and just... You know, hug it out kind of thing because that's what politicians kind of do. I think he's he's, but, he's preparing for retirement. I don't think he's doing anything. Well, that's <laughs> true. He could be on the home stretch. But what Leo was saying is encryption is math. So mm. you can't negotiate. It's not like you can sort of say, 
you know, this two plus two equals four thing, can, can't we just you know, negotiate it and say two plus two equals four and a half? <laughs> Encryption's all about math. So, yes. And the math is there and the encryption's been there. If Apple can't, if this turns out like Apple can't put any high-level encryption in their phones, that's fine, but that's not going to stop Samsung and LG and all that kind of stuff putting encryption in their phones. And whether the FBI like it or not, it is a marketing and selling point, the security of a, of a device. So if yeah, you've got course. an Apple phone that's not as secure as what an LG or a Samsung is going to be in this scenario, you're going to go towards the other one. Well, that's right, if you're security conscious. Yeah, that's right. If you need a phone, that's yeah, that's exactly right. So maybe you know, like maybe this should have all. That's as I said. Maybe this all should have been kept quiet by Tim Cook, and by Apple, and they you know, just done the backroom deal and said, okay, here's a, here's a key. Here you go, go have your life. Or what? What do you want out of it? We'll get our guys to give you what you want, and then hush, hush, go away. All right. But anyway, you know, um, the, you know the other good thing about this, we've managed to cover this whole story, and apart from this one time, I'm going to mention it now. We haven't heard the term cookie monster. That's because Eric's not here. <laughs> <laughs> you would have noticed Eric, Eric is away this week. He's uh, well, coming up to Easter. He, he's pretty busy because he's probably got uh, the Friday off, so he probably has to cram five days into four. So, uh, yeah, happy uh, working day, Eric. Uh, now, look, we're going to, Shane, we'll get you to do another story because uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to ask Stuart if he can just uh, stop and start his camera again, please. Oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah, right. good. Uh, so, Shane, if, uh, if you can do yes. one of yours, please. I'll do a yeah. I'll do a little one. Uh, I'll do the uh, BMW one. Another one that's probably close to Eric's heart. BMW. No, he's Audi. Audi. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. BMW announces Android app integration. BMW was among the first auto manufacturers to introduce the integration with the iPhone back in 2011. Five years later, the company has at last announced in at the New York International Auto Show that the BMW apps that, that BMW apps will integrate with Android devices. The first three apps to work with the um, to work with the iDrive system in the 2016 BMW 7 Series are all about music. It's iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. Not sure why they're going for exactly the same style of apps and they're not kind of mixing it up a little, but users um, need to download the BMW Connected app to stream music from the phones through the iDrive via Bluetooth. Well, there you go. So, look, I had a, I had a little picture there. I was, uh, I was too preoccupied with... Um other things <laughs> that's the picture there you go that looks all right doesn't it a bit blurry that one but um that must be the must be the reproduction through the through the thing but anyway yeah okay so um so that you gotta you'll be able to avail of that when you get your uh beamer shane which should be pretty close yeah yeah i've got to sort out like um catching up on the mortgage and and paying other family members and 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 taking care of that Xbox problem. And other than that, I hopefully might be able to get a BMW. <laughs> Good. All right. Now, um, how'd you go, Stuart? Did you get your camera stopped and started? I tried to do that. Did that, did that work at all? No. Didn't work? <laughs> no. But that's all right. We, we can just look at a little circle. I'll put the, every time you speak, I'll put your picture up. Well, the, of the story. Where do, I, where do I, um, how do I actually do that? I went to the, uh, the options in Skype. I think down the bottom, 
if you go on the Skype, see you got your four little buttons. Oh yeah, just there's a, there. Yeah, there's a camera. There's a the first one's a camera. If you turn him off there, that's it. Yep. Okay, I just did that. And just turn him back on again. Oi, there we go. <laughs> All right. Now, okay. now you've got a couple of stories. What's your first one that you thought was interesting this week? Yeah, well, something that probably that might uh, that might be useful for a few people is that you know how you always tend to have these old computers at home that you've that are a bit a bit long in the tooth and you don't really use them anymore day to day. But there's nothing really wrong with them, and you're sort of thinking of how can I use these things a bit more usefully. Yeah. So yeah. I was looking at that and I thought, and I've got you know we've got Easter coming up, so we've got some time to you know have a have a play around with a few things, and so I came across the Sophos UTM Home Edition. Uh, Software, which is a which is like a, a supercharged firewall sort of a, a system, right? And it's something. It's it's software that you can install on a on a on a PC or or you can put it on a on a virtual machine. Yep. And what it is, it's it's a free it's free for home users, but it is exactly the same as the full blown commercial version, but it only works up to fifty IP addresses, which is probably heaps for yes. you know for most home um, users. Yeah. Uh, but it's if. Yeah, so if you've ever used uh, on on your on your home router when you log into that and you can see the firewall options and you can change the DNS and port forwarding, all those sort of things like that. Well, it's mm. it's that kind of a thing, but it's it's times ten sort of thing. So right, it's got right. a lot more stuff in it, a lot more options and web filtering and things like that. You can you can you can combine multiple internet connections so that you can um, you know like. Eric, I think has got two cable connections at home, for instance. Well, I think you can you can put yes. in both you can put both connections into the the one unit, and that shares right. shares and optimizes that. And so this is so the um, software is free, but you you got to buy the unit. Is it well? You can just in, you can just install it on on any PC, and it and it works on pretty modest PC. So what I had at home, I had an oh, old PC that. Yeah, so so I had an old HTPC. It was a it was a it was an ASRock um, device that had an Atom CPU in it. So it was it was a fairly low specs for the machine, and uh, but it's perfect for a firewall though. And uh, so I installed that. On the only thing you have to think about though is that with that with this sort of a system, you need to have two network ports in your computer. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. so I I just got one of those USB adapters with the Ethernet oh, yeah. port on it. Yep. Yep. Plug that in. It worked fine. Worked fine. So yeah, right. Because they're pretty. They're only like thirty, forty bucks, aren't they? Those little USB to land. Oh, less than that, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, I paid pretty... probably fifteen dollars on eBay or something like that. It wasn't very much. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cheap. Um, yeah, well, that sounds not too bad. I suppose the downside is if you're going to use a dedicated computer, you've just got another machine running. That's probably the downside. Uh, but I suppose it doesn't cost too yeah. much. But yeah, so. Yeah, so that's um so oh yeah, so protect your kids web surfing habits. So it's pretty powerful. You're pretty happy with that. Yeah, well I haven't I've I've only been in sort of testing phase at the moment. I haven't sort of fully fully launched it for the whole household yet, but um but <laughs> look at one of the things house. that I was <laughs> Well you see one of the things is that if you've got kids and, and, and they're using laptops or whatever, this is a, a sort of central way that you can you can control all the, all the web filtering and so on to a to a much better degree than than your average home router. Hmm. Whereas before, I'd, I'd tried installing sort of parental type software on 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 their computer, and I just find those things they always just tend to slow down the computer, so it's just not usable anymore. Yes. So what about? Yes, yeah, so I was just sick of those. What about things like the Open DNS? 
like as opposed to this sort of thing? Do you are you a fan of the Open DNS yeah. type software or service? I know about it. Yeah, I I I haven't sort of used it at at home, but um, oh, okay. But yeah, I, but this I, is this is a lot more in depth though. Yes. And Open DNS is, is pretty is pretty basic though. Yeah, I think you're, the only thing why I brought the Open DNS uh, thing up was because I think well you get someone else is doing all the work for you really aren't they? They're banning sites probably every day, and um, it's, that's yeah, it's probably all the work done for you. Or I wonder, I wonder if Sophos can they can they download? Is that, I wonder if that's part it of it does. Yeah, no, right. it does. It does. So 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 with the web filtering, when you set it up, it, it has like. Uh, like about thirty different categories, so you can you can mm. ban just sort of mm. ga- uh, like like ga- gaming websites, for instance. Yes, and it's and it's const- it's constantly updating its own definitions of what it thinks a gaming website is, and uh, so you can do it based on those broad categories, or you can pick particular websites, of course, that that uh, you want to ban. And and also the thing with this is as well is it keeps logs of everything of of what websites are being accessed, whereas your average home router won't keep any logs of anything like that. No, no. Uh, yeah, and, and um, okay, so hopefully the throughput is, is uh, you know, it doesn't slow anything down. I, I don't see that it would if you're using gigabit um, ports all over the show. That wouldn't slow anything down. I might have to have a look yeah. at that myself there. What a good tip. I might have to have... So, a couple of questions and, and yep. like one point. This is the sort of thing that you were talking about in the most recent um, episode of the security podcast, Glenn, because Roger was talking about UTMs. Yes. So this is exactly what this is. Um, the problem, though, yeah. not the problem, the yeah, the problem for the one of a better word that I have with the tribe at the moment, how I mentioned earlier that we're kind of coming close to our monthly limit all the time. Yeah. My router will control the bandwidth so I can slow the internet down for everybody else. But what it doesn't do is actually say, okay, well, between the start of the month and the end of the month, whenever that is for, for me, um, you know, I'll let Shane download as much as he wants and I'll let... Regan download next to nothing. Hayden download next to nothing. Yeah. Um, does this thing do that? Can I set download quotas for different people? I'm pretty sure you can. You can set up users and groups, and then you can have rules for for the users and groups, so that um, because because of course this is really meant this is mainly meant for a commercial environment. So it's set up based around making sure certain people can't download too much and things like that. So I'm, I'm sure that it would that, that you could do that. Mm. Do you have yeah, a cool. – and why did you get onto this, Stuart? Have you got a, a potential problem like with young kids accessing or you don't want them to access the bad stuff? Yeah, well, it was just um, because I had tried a couple of different sort of um, parental software on um, on the laptop itself and, and, and I just found it too annoying. It didn't really work. Uh, all that well, or, or or certain websites would get blocked, and then and then me as the parent, I wasn't able to work out how I could I could unblock just that particular website because there was nothing wrong with it, and mm. it was just it was just too much trouble. Yeah, right. And I see it also, uh, yeah, solves your spam problems as well if you're using the Pops, Pop Three SMTP uh, protocol. So that's a it's a well-rounded little pra- uh, package, doesn't it? Yeah, nice. no, it really really covers a lot. And I don't think you'll have more than fifty IP addresses. That'd be a big family. Uh, yeah. Well, even a small business really wouldn't have more than 50, you wouldn't think. Well, even, so. but, yeah, but I mean, I went around sort of counting up all the, all the things that need an IP address in, in my house, and it, it's amazing how it adds up now with all, because there's so many network-detached devices now. Mm. And, and, I, and I've got more than 30 
uh, IP wow. addresses that, that are being used, and it just it just adds up. I know. I I did a scan on what was what IP addresses were being used here, and I was yeah quite amazed. I I might have had fifteen, yeah fifteen, fifteen to twenty, but yeah I know they do add up, don't they? There's there's your your right your your Macs, your laptops, your computers, your phones, your iPads, cameras. I mean, you've got your whatever. I mean, you're like your, your Apple TVs and your Xboxes and webcams right. and, you know, there's just... <laughs> Everything. Everything. Yeah. That's crazy. Fridges, electric Whoa. toothbrushes. Fridges, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Exactly. All right. Good stuff. Um, now, let's move on to oh, the favorite story of the week over all the media, I think, is uh, Telstra. They've gone again. There's, uh, they've suffered another outage. Complaints started coming in around 11 a.m. Sydney time last Tuesday. Uh, no one can use their network, or some customers couldn't use the network. I think it was more than what they said. I think they only said there was about, what, 8,000 people or something, but it was more than that. So that's the second outage in five days. So what's going on over there at Telstra? People tripping over too many leads. <laughs> what's going on? Uh, All so- went downhill after I left. Well, that might be so. That might be so. But yeah, so that's no good. That's uh, look. I know a lot of people have got bees in their bonnet, you know, and they're and they're crying all over the town, crying all over Twitter. But I mean, you know, go okay. It's gone down a few times. I, I suppose, you know, you give it a bit of leeway, don't you? Like, is it you know, you just start getting upset straight away? It hasn't really affected me, but I guess people that uh, that, that really rely and depend on it, then I. I can see that could be extremely frustrating. Yes, yes. I was watching the show uh, the other day. Uh, well, who what show was that one up? I think it was Paul Murray on Sky News. And he was just saying, yeah, he was trying to put a show together and he didn't have no phone. It was hard because he was out on the, you know, on in the field. He was doing an outside broadcast show. And he said it was very hard. And well, it is inconvenient, I understand. But, uh, you know, Vodafone, they've come out and they've offered one month free and that's that's to entice unhappy Telstra customers over. I don't know if I'd be jumping that fast <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not jumping that direction. Oh. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so Vodafone has announced it's offering one month free access for any new customer that defects from a rival network. And now this promotion coincidentally came on the same day as uh, Telstra suffered its second outage. And it's and that's the second outage in five days. It's the third in two months. And there's a data free day on the April the third. So that's coming up. I wonder. Uh, first thing I thought of about the April free day was if I can beat the record. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy would he download 450 gig or something. Crazy. I was stuff. just thinking about that about that free day coming up, and I was just thinking, is 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 there any way that I could take advantage of that? But there's nothing that I particularly need to download no, that's really. That's right. That I can't do right now anyway, because you get such huge download limits these these days anyway that I don't come close to it. So it's yeah, I, you'd yeah. have to think about. Oh yeah, I don't know what you would you be doing. Like maybe if you you wanted to try out Google Photos, you know, and you had you know a terabyte of photos you needed to stick up there. Give that a shot, I suppose. That it's that'd teach them, <laughs> teach them the job. Yeah, well, I guess. Service. I guess if you weren't on the NBN, it might be good to get a really good upload speed because mm. it'd be much faster than cable, wouldn't it? Well, much faster than yours. I think you, you've got a real dodgy one today, haven't you? Uh, must be everyone. Whether, everyone on Netflix in your the street. Kids are, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not sure whether, whether they are or not. Actually, <laughs> oh, get that. What was it? Sonos. Get that. Yeah. Sofos yeah, or whatever. Sofos. Yeah. That's right. Get that. I'll be sorry. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> you yell out, I'm going to turn the Sophos on. Stop it. Stop downloading. Um, Before we move on from the Telstra thing, um, I don't know, I mean, and, and I'm probably a little bit biased because I did work there, but um, I mean, I know they've had a bad run, but people have got to look at the long-term history as well. I mean, they've had, what, three or four outages in, what, two or three months, two months. Yeah, but, that's right. Oh, yeah. Look at the five-year stretch or, you know, even three years, five years, ten-year stretch and have a look at the outages that they, they had, you know, apart, yeah. apart from these ones, I don't think they've had any. No, look, I think, look, if, if it starts happening every week or, you know, three times a month or something like that, then I think you might start to think, oh, you know, is this really worth it or, you know, what you're paying for, etc. But, I mean, well, if it does keep happening, I don't think a free data day is going to be a satisfactory compensation. I think they should... Not- you know, it's not really hurting them, is it? Like, you know, it's not really, no, really hurting no, that's them. that's right. I think, you know, maybe they should say, well, okay, well, we'll give everyone, you know, $30 off the bill. We'll, we'll pro rata or whatever. So, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, but that's the go. But, but then you aren't, yeah, but, mm. but, uh, but, you know, but I guess, we, I guess most people are paying for like a, like a consumer style plan that doesn't have any guaranteed uptime in it. And so if, if you were, if you were paying some sort of plan that did have the, that sort of uptime guarantee. Well, then I can see that you'd be more upset. But it's uh, you know, it's like we just recently got internet at at, uh, at work, which is uh, a new a new setup, and that and that one is is a is a isn't a consumer grade. It's it's a commercial grade, and it's got it's got guaranteed uptime. Mm. And it's, and there's all rules about if if there's any downtime, then you get credits back and all that sort of thing. It's it's all yeah. set in stone. Well, I suppose that yeah, with Telstra with the mobile networks, it's pretty fierce, as you can see with Vodafone. You know, coming out with the plant, this idea just on the day of the outage, like people, it's pretty competitive. In you know, you vote with your feet, and I suppose that Vodafone's just trying to latch on to really unhappy customers. I, I doubt whether they're going to get too many uh, because of that. Maybe if someone's thinking of going anyway, they probably will and take advantage of it. But you know, yeah, look, hopefully that's the last one from them. Let's let's see how it goes. Like, I don't think it's time to get time to. to cry your eyes out yet um all right uh shane where are you yes taking us i'm going to go with another feel-good story um depending on your your point of view i suppose microsoft co-founder paul allen pledges a hundred million dollars towards cutting edge biotech research investor entrepreneur entrepreneur even uh, billionaire and Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen has announced a $100 million investment in the Paul G. Allen Frontiers Group, a fund focusing on the future of biotech research. Allen, who is worth $15.3 billion with a B, announced in the investment of the announced the investment at the National Academy of Sciences in Washington. The purpose of the investment is to explore the landscape of biotech and fund ideas at the frontier of knowledge and advanced science and make the world better, according to a statement. Uh, in the show notes, I've got links to, like, the statement and a link to the Academy of Science to sort of, you know, tell people what they're all about. Mm. Even though the Frontiers group is based in Seattle, Alan's assured the audience the new foundation will partner with a partner to create projects at various U.S. and global institutions, starting with the Allen Discovery Centres and Allen Distinguished Investors. Do you think, I'm just looking at his, his net worth here, it says, yeah, $15.3 billion. Do you, How hard do you think it would be <laughs> for him to give away $100 million? 
Like he gives away a hundred million, his net worth would go to fifteen point two billion. It's not much, is it? <laughs> and then with the interest that he earns on that, he'll be back up to fifteen point three in no time. Yeah, that's um. But I suppose you know people might be worth this much, but they probably don't have it sitting in the bank. That's probably you know in I don't know baseball teams or something like that. And he's he not- used to own. Um, he used to own. What did he own? I think he owned the LA Clippers, and that's now the team that um, put, uh, the other guys up to. Yeah, Borma, he owns. I'm sure he bought it off of... At some point, he owned the Clippers, and I'm sure he bought it off him directly, maybe even, because I know that the NBA had to kind of, you know, had to get approved and all that kind of stuff, and I'm sure he bought it. So basically, it went from Microsoft to Microsoft. Could you imagine having 15.3 bill? Like, you could just buy anything you wanted, wouldn't you? Anything. Nothing <laughs> Nothing would be out of reach. Yeah, oh, I don't mind that footy team. I'll buy them. No worries. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, all right, uh, Stuart, what else have you seen? Well, it's a shame that Eric's not here tonight because I've got the perfect story for him. <laughs> There's a new website that has just come out. It's yes. called MythResults.com. Oh. MythResults.com yes. is it summarizes every episode of MythBusters, and so you can it's it's all. You can search, but there's also categories as well. So it breaks all the episodes into various categories, and you can see what was busted and what and what wasn't busted, and so on. So, for instance, if you went down to the category historical feats, you'll see <laughs> that the that the Apollo moon landings were not faked. There were not uh, there are not uh, discrepancies in the photos. A flag can flap in a vacuum. A footprint can be made on the moon. The video footage is not slowed down, and the astronauts did leave behind equipment that we can detect. There you go. I do remember seeing that episode, and I, I didn't know that at the time I saw that episode, I wasn't aware that there was such a big conspiracy theory going on about all this rubbish. Like, um, yeah, it's like so many people just don't believe it. Well, didn't um, didn't Buzz Aldrin punch someone in the face or something because he was asked about, asked about whether that's yeah, on YouTube? True. Yes, he did. I think someone said you didn't make it or something, and he just turned around and decked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do remember that. It was, uh, well, it was funny on this side of the world, wasn't it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I know there was a big, there was a race to the moon, wasn't there? For God knows why, but there was between Russia and and the US. But yeah, I'm. I don't know. I wasn't born, but I got no reason to not believe it. Why not? Why? Why? There'd be so many people involved in the lie that more people would have come out of the woodwork. You know, there'd be that's right. That even if half of them are dead now, there'd be some guy that wanted to spoil everything, and so he'd write it in his will. <laughs> By the way, moon landing faked. <laughs> you know, something like that. You know, that's crazy. exactly. I mean, it would be it'd be just like the uh, VW. Um a scandal that was just was just recently came out, you know, about the um, about the carbon emissions and so yeah. on, you know, with with uh, with uh, VW. Well, it's, yeah. eventually, the 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 secret was 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 hidden for a while, but eventually it came out, didn't it? So that's right. Yes. Yeah. And wasn't it that, I doubt some, that you could keep it? Yeah, some students or something uh, found it, or you know, discovered the the, yeah, the problem. Was, yeah. Through, um, wasn't it? But you're right. I think I did remember reading that. Yes, that was that was hidden for a while before it was sort of discovered. Yeah, as it were. But um, mm. but yeah, okay. The moon landing, eh? It's it's not a myth. 
<laughs> Eric. And Eric, I know you're listening. <laughs> and he's probably he's probably just gone, that's BS. Phone phone your tell phone your iPhone away. The earplugs flew out of your ears. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go and watch that episode, Eric. But listen, stay tuned because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about your favourite topic, Apple. Now, Apple th- through the week. Now, this was an event that wasn't. I don't know. Like, I remember last week, Eric. Uh, you, he said that he never knew that. Didn't know there was an event on. What was going on? It was sort of like a mini event. It was a out of cycle event. Um, you had to go back a few years for an event. Apple's done in March, but well, here we go. Here is one. Anyway, what happens at this event? Well, there's a new iPhone, the iPhone SE. Now, this is they've gone smaller, a four-inch screen. So apparently that's about the same size as a five Apple iPhone five. Uh, look, it's got the uh, the A nine chip. It's uh, it's it's the fastest chip that Apple's got. It's a uh, it's it runs Apple Pay. It's it comes in rose gold. I don't know why everyone's going crazy over rose gold. I like space gray. It looks pink. No, is that why? Yeah, no, it looks well, pink, and under certain well, actually under every light it looks pink. Well, who wants a pink phone? And, uh, Leo's got one. You did? No, Leo's got one. Ah, flip. Now, um, yeah, so also, anyway, so the iPhone, the same size as the iPhone 5. Yeah, look, I don't I don't think that's a bad idea. I was happy with my 5 before I went to the 6, and 6 is a little bit bigger, but anyway, the, the price tag's a little bit less. It's uh, looking at Australian 679 uh, for the... For the SE, and I think the iPhone six, as you'd probably remember, was about eleven hundred. I think it was, so that's a bit of a saving. Uh, I don't know if I've not that I've got a, a picture that will probably give you a, a decent indication, but uh, I think I just pulled a picture of the iPad because that's another thing that was uh, announced. Now it was the new iPad, so uh, the iPad Pro. Now I've all heard of the iPad Pro, but this is a smaller iPad Pro. Now, this is a 9.7-inch iPad Pro. Now, oh, someone's gone. Did everyone go? Oh, Skype just dropped out. That's no good. Well, we'll just have to wait until it comes back online. I think it's gone offline. Uh, but instead of uh, doing anything crazy, let's just talk to each other and see if we can get back online. Oh, it's reconnecting. Okay, so um, look, the iPad Pro, it's going to be 9.7 inch, and look, we'll just I'll just keep talking until the Skype comes back. Uh, Apple has revealed a smaller model of the iPad Pro measuring 9.7 inches and featuring Apple Pencil support, four speakers, and the A9X chipset. So Apple has revealed a smaller model. Oh, I just read that. Now, the new iPad Pro comes with the iPad Pro's Oxide TFT display. Uh, it's apparently 25% brighter. So uh, that's that's good if you're blind. And uh, iPad Air 2. So it's 25% brighter than the iPad Air 2. It uh, works with night shift and something called True Tone Display, which measures color temperature and adapts the color on the screen to suit. Okay, let's see if we can bring these guys back in. If uh, Skype's going to play nice. I think that might have been my connection there that uh, dropped everyone out. Maybe it's Maybe it's not Stuart. Maybe it is me. Because I, I fell out, and now we're back. Yeah, just, just dropped, dropped off a cliff. Yes, yeah, my Skype just disconnected <laughs> for like all that time. But anyway, I, I continued on, and we still got you frozen, but it doesn't matter. I've just been dealing with it. But it, it's either my internet or your internet, but cable is, oh, it's Telstra. 
Mm. It's, it's spreading. Yeah, it's the a, problems are spreading. <laughs> All right. So look, I was just talking about the iPad Pro 9.7 inch, uh, the new iPad that's come out. It, it will feature Siri. It supports a smart keyboard and the Apple Pencil. Now, get a load of this. The smart keyboard. So think of, I don't know if you know what it looks like, a smart keyboard. I don't know if you remember or even know what a, the keyboard on the Apple Surface looks like. Uh, it's a real thin thing. Uh, go and have a look at it anyway. $229 for the smart keyboard. Oh. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's crazy. You can go down the... Apple's... It's... Yeah. Sorry, they're, no, they're really in danger of just pricing themselves out of the market, aren't they? Well, I reckon that this is why... Well, that's what they bought the the this SE iPhone. They're trying to hit the uh, you know the cheaper market, the cheaper uh, demographics out there. But uh, but they're still a little bit above. I think the market analysis and analysts wanted a phone that came in at about four hundred, but you know they're, they're, it's still more than that four hundred. Um, you know the iPad Pro. As if you've been listening to the show, you would have known the big one when it first came out. Like we just bagged the price of it. You know, like all of a sudden it's it's what twelve hundred dollars for this iPad. Like no way. You know, like you just wouldn't do it. And uh, and so now I suppose they've filled the gap a bit. Like you know they've brought the the price tag back to a bit more reasonableness uh, with this nine point seven inch. But still, like I'll give you some uh, some prices. Oh, by the way, the Apple Pencil—that's uh, the thing that works like a pen on the on the iPad Pro. One hundred and sixty-five dollars. It's out there. <laughs> now the oh, the new iPad the iPad Pro has also got a twelve megapixel EyeSight camera and features the four K video recording. Now Wi-Fi only model for the thirty-two gig is eight ninety-nine. She's up there. She is up there. Uh, look, there's other prices yep. in the show notes if you want to go and have a bit of a peek at them. But um, uh, look, I suppose the only good thing about it is, uh, if you can call it a good thing, the iPad Air 2 uh, price has come down a little bit. Uh, so you can go and get the Air 2, which is probably, you know, just the the, the last, up until the, this new one was released, was the latest one. So it, it's still a pretty snappy little machine. But 16 gig, you know... Is uh, five ninety nine Australian like that's still up there? I reckon. Oh, look, I would have hoped that if that would come down to about four fifty, I could have had a had a show at getting one. Um, but then again, sixteen gig. Why? Why? Why they need thirty two? Yeah, it's pointless. Yeah, I think they've got to stick it. They've got to start coming at thirty two, haven't they? Like, get yep. get rid of the iPhone sixteens, iPad sixteens. You got to start coming at thirty two. But anyway, that's how that, that's how Apple goes. So look, I don't know anyone that got up at, at two in the morning to watch that. There's also if you wanted to, if you, if I you was. did you watch it? Yeah, because it was on. At, it was only on a quarter to. It was quarter to one for me that Leo's coverage started. I think the actual thing kicked off at one in the morning for me. Right. So um, and I'm a bit of a insomniac, so I just watched. It. I think I I think I dozed off and missed the iPad stuff. But I and the phone stuff. But I was there for when they were talking about their um, robot that um, recycles stuff, and I yes. saw the watch band stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, and I saw. I mean, the first thing that Tim Cook went on about was the FBI thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, you know, 
killed uh, you know, killed about half an hour for me. He's gonna look. Sorry to get back to it. He's gonna have a big problem if that phone gets cracked. He's got a big problem if if <laughs> if, if, if John McAfee. Well, oh, he's gonna social engineer it, so that's okay. But if if the uh, Isra- <laughs> if the Israel guys get in there and crack it, he's got problems. Uh, yeah. So anyway, as as uh, Shane just said, new wrist wristbands for the Apple Apple Watch. Whoopie do. <laughs> If you're interested in that. Uh, and look, the only good thing, I suppose, if you are an Apple person, uh, fanboy, and you didn't watch the show, right at the start, just jump on your Apple TV, right at the start, uh, is 40 years forty years and 40 seconds video. And that's okay. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> that's all right. It's right just, at the start. Yes, well, While you're talking about Apple, Glenn, I was just... Uh, the- there was something I came across this week that was very interesting and something that probably Eric has basically been talking about for a while. And there was an article in the Washington Post about Apple may have reached its peak. Mm. And, they were, and they were saying that really Apple's last major innovation, which was the iPhone, because pretty much everything else since then has, has, has just been an extension of the original iPhone, that was released in 2007. And there's really, there really hasn't been anything since then. And so you've got other players like, for instance, Facebook is about to bring out their uh, their virtual reality headset next week, and mm. it's it'll, it's it's probably still very early for that kind of technology, and it'll have its problems and so on. But they're they're in that Brilliant. space, taking a yeah. risk, yeah, and they're really trying to push the technology forward. And Apple really haven't done anything like that for a no. long time. And because I also to compliment that, I also read somewhere today that. They're expecting, or analysts are expecting, that iPhone sales are going to slow this year. Um, probably just because the market's just saturated with like, iPhones and smartphones, uh, and that's why they probably thought, well, let's bring out a cheaper one. You know, we've got to try and sell more. We've got to try and maybe aim at a different market. Uh, we've got to we've got to do something because I think uh, you can't just keep selling the same old phone, can you? Like. And, you know, if Will was here, he'd be saying that Android's leaps and bounds ahead. And, and to some extent, they are. They've got a lot more features than than Apple, the iPhones have. But uh, That's right. Yeah. But doesn't, doesn't every industry kind of get to this point? I mean, you know, cars these days don't look any different to what they did a few years ago. And there's not much difference between, yeah, I mean, apart from the Audis and the ones that the general public can't afford. But you know your, your Commodores and your Fords and you know your Toyotas and all that—they're all kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other. But I think like the Apple, I suppose. Look, that you know they're working on the car. Apparently, the Apple car. Uh, look, it took them how long to take them to update the Apple TV. Whether or not it's updated to how you'd, you'd expect it to go, if you'd expect it to be what it should have been, could have been, should have been. Uh, they, they seem you hear every now and then that they're buying this company A, company B, company C, but that, together, there's I don't know, maybe there's a, a roadmap that you know in two years' time something flash is going to come out of it. But but yeah, like iPhone, iPad, nothing's really happened. That's just been it's improvements. A, uh, it's yeah, well, it's a bit hard to tell with Apple because they are such a secretive company. They might be working on all these all these kinds of wonderful things that we just don't know anything about. Mm. But uh, but. But uh, you would you would hope that they're trying to do things like like Google is is they've got their self-driving cars and even even with the uh, Google Glass that they that they brought out which which didn't uh, which wasn't successful in the end at least again they're sort of taking a risk and they're and they're sort of making some big moves but 
what Apple have been doing, of course, they've been launching all these frivolous lawsuits mm. against Samsung usually, and um, and and they reckon that Apple spent more than a billion dollars in attorney and expert fees in its battle against Samsung. Oh, so imagine wow. if if they'd spent that money on innovating. Yeah. Where the, where they'd be now? But I, but I don't know. I don't. Look, but they're not short of cash. So like a billion on the lawyers is probably not going to really. I don't know if it'd yeah, take so. away from <laughs> from the R and D department. But look, I suppose I, I can hear I can hear keyboards tapping now. What about the watch? Yes, they they did bring out the watch, um, but they sort of weren't first to market with that. And there's it's locked down a bit too much for people's liking. Too dear, you know. So um, it's. Well, even even the watch is a little bit like a small iPhone on your wrist in a way, isn't it? It's like a really underpowered little iPhone. Mm. So it's again, it's it's kind of not all that different from what they've done before. And like you know, I was even surprised to learn a little while ago that you can't put your own face on it. Like you've got to you've got to have whatever's given to you as a, or a choice of however many faces that you want. You can't just go yeah, out because and... Apple knows best. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And like, I saw in a magazine today there was a an Android Wear watch. I think from Asus. I'm not sure who it was from, and it, it had like the old, you know, the analog clock face on it with a digital date, and it looked really, really, really nice. And I thought, well, that just looks nicer than the than the Apple Watch just by looking at it. it looks nicer. Um, yeah. Apparently, it didn't. It didn't run too well. Apparently, according to the review, but uh, but still, it just looked nice. You know, why won't they let you put your own face on it? Probably something to do with security and trying to bed it down. So you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, their iPhone's got problem. iOS has got problem in China with with some malware trying to get into the DRM code or something, and they reckon it's going to spread. It's only it's contained it in China at the minute, but they reckon it's going to spread to the rest of the world pretty soon. And that's iOS. That's in... Yeah, so that's... Uh, right. No good. Um, Shane, you, you must have some more. I've got one left. Good. Uh, and it's kind of a light-hearted poke at a serious thing. Australian lawyers and scholars are encouraging civil di- di- disobedience... I was practising this word earlier today. Disobedience in, the year's cens- in this year's census. The 2016 Australian census will not be anonymous... And a lot of people are not happy about that. A group of Australian privacy advocates, including Professor of Computing, uh, Computer Science and former New South Wales Deputy Privacy Commissioner, are raising concerns and some are encouraging Australians to avoid the census, refuse to fill it out or to use civil disobedience, like listing their religion as Jedi Knight to skew accuracy of results. In December 2015, in a move to uh, that mostly went unnoticed, the Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, said that it would keep the name and address of every person in Australia uh, with the collection of the data effectively um, starting this year, in starting this year's census. This means that the data will be individually identifiable. Uh, former New South Wales Deputy Privacy Commissioner Anna Johnston, no relation, Director of Consultancy, uh, Sol- Director of Consultancy Salinger Privacy has called uh, the proposal the most significant and intrusive collection of identifiable data about you, me and every other Australian that has ever been attempted. This year's census data will be liked, uh, will be linked to previous censuses too. And I don't know how they can do that given 
that this is the first identifiable census, um, but apparently that's what they're going to do. Mm. And a list of what a concern, what concerned people are doing has been published, which I've got a link to in the show notes, and what uh, concerned citizens can do on the census night to avoid uh, their personally identifiable data being captured and catalogued by the government. However, this civil disobedience may attract a fine. Well, yes. Well, what are my thoughts on that? I, let, let's put my two cents in. Uh, I wouldn't condone lying on the form, but then again, yeah, if it's going to personally identify you, like that's, that is going a bit far, I think. What's wrong with just putting Joe Blow as the name? You know, as long as the, all the other statistics are, are correct for your circumstances, just put Joe Blow. Is that a is that a problem? You know, don't have to identify yourself on the form. I don't know. Maybe it comes pre-printed. It wouldn't though. But uh, but yeah, like you can't go around putting Jedi Knight in the in the religion, can you? <laughs> Done it before. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, why why would you want to do that? So, I, I look. Yeah, there's 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 reasons why you don't do that. Like you, know, you could put agnostic or whatever you are or whatever you might be. And if you put agnostic, well. There might be less churches built, or vice versa, you know. So, you, I think, I don't know if you want to um, start. Apparently, apparently, there's a, a minimum, especially with the religion one. There's a minimum that if we reach that, then whatever, say Jedi Knight, actually becomes a recognised religion <laughs> in the country. I've heard that. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, that's a bit of a myth, though. I'm not sure that that's exactly true. But yeah. yeah, I've heard that story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to see. But so in previous years, you didn't put your name on it. I, I just can't remember. Obviously not. If it's everyone's blowing up about it, obviously not. Um, yeah. Well, if you know, if they if if they don't need to know personal, you know, linking data to actual people, well, then why would then they, they shouldn't capture it? Yeah. Yeah. Why would they? Why do they need that data anyway? They, well, they want to know how many Glens are in Australia or something, but they could do that anyway. You know, like <laughs> they, they could look, they, look up the phone book. <laughs> yeah. Well, Centrelink records or whatever. Like, you know, there's there's records that go back just because you like because I remember because I used to work do something for the government and uh, yeah, you could go I'm back. I'm glad you clarified that. You know, you changed it from work to just do something. <laughs> <laughs> I said just walk in there every now and then. and uh, But, yeah, like they've got records from, uh, you know, obviously your Centrelink records. And then, you know, in the older days, they've still got the old uh, the old child endowment records. So there's records. Yeah, you're not going to get away with anything. But in a census, this is probably not going to the Department of Human Services. It's going to the Statistic Bureau or whatever, the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Why do they need to know who Glenn Goodman's religion is or what Glenn Goodman's salary is. You know, like isn't That's the, right. isn't the actual statistic enough. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I'd have to I'd I'd make I'm gonna reserve my decision on that until I see the census form. But um yeah, I don't know, I might just put Joe Blow down as the name. But um I'm sure this will all be sorted out before then. Something'll happen. <laughs> okay, uh Stuart, you got probably one more or two I think. Yeah no yeah, no, I think uh, I think just one more, but um, but actually just 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 one more point on that, um, yes. on, um, on 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 sort of privacy and so on as well is that with the way that that cash is is um, is moving to everything, all, all transactions being online and so on, and people aren't using cash as much anymore, that 
is a bit similar to the census in that you you then can't really do transactions that are completely private because if you if you exchange cash when well, no one knows what you're doing but if you but mm. but the minute that you do something online then you've got some traceable thing that's right and so they're saying that uh, that that this is a problem if we, if we move to a cashless society suddenly everything is traceable mm. and it's just another bit of privacy that's just gone forever yeah that's right i i, I don't i don't mind paying stuff in cash i think i think you know good it's good you know sometimes you just you know, just want to be, <laughs> just want to hand over cash, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Under the radar. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's always, you know, why give you cash? Like, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because a further extension of that is, if you're not paying by cash, you're paying by card. There's fees. You know, someone's getting a fee out mm-hmm. of everything, so therefore it's putting prices up. So yeah, pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. So sorry. My last story was just about um, a a rumor, but a fairly strong rumor that the Nintendo is going to cease production of the Wii U later this year. Hmm. Now, the Wii U console is only four years old, but it hasn't performed as well as the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. So they've only sold twelve million units. The original Wii sold a hundred million plus. Yeah, and the PlayStation Four is up to thirty-six million. So you can see why they're um, they're probably going to call it quits on that. But I think it's so that they're going to replace it with a new console, apparently called the NX. Right. Uh, but uh, but of course, Nintendo are not are not announcing anything that they that they're going to stop production of of uh, the Wii U at the moment because they don't want people just to stop buying the Wii U straight away now. Of course, when there's still stocks in the warehouse, I'm sure. So yeah. Yeah, look, I don't know. Like my kids had the you know the DXs, and I remember just before they they got them for Christmas or something like this is like a few years back now. I I, I sort of said, why are we buying DX, DX, DSs or whatever they are? You know, Nintendo DS. Yeah. Why are we buying these? Why not get an iPad, an uh, iPod or something? You know, where you can ha- you can put two dollar games on them. Instead of having to go and get a cartridge for thirty dollars, and I think that's where the Wii U as well is probably going to fall over. That's probably where it has fall over. Um, there, there's hand the phones are handheld game machines. Uh, the Wii was probably popular because I went and bought a Wii, and that was because it was one. What that was the first with the um, infrared, you know, the motion control. That's right. Yeah, that was the first yep. one of those. Yep. That's why that was a hundred million of them, and uh, yeah. And it just moves on from there. That that got boring, and uh, you know the Xbox had better graphics. So I went and bought an Xbox. Yeah, uh, tell the truth, you actually broke your TV or something with the um with the Wii U, with the Wii because you forgot to put the strap on. No, I didn't do that. I always put the strap on. <laughs> <laughs> We've come close a few times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, brought us to the end of. Uh, the show and also coming up to Easter. So that's no, I'm just scrolling through now. I like that so forth. So I'm going to have a look at that and I'm um, scrolling through the rest of it. And uh, that's, we've done them all. That's good. Good work. Apples, Telstra's, done them all. Okay, cool. So don't forget, uh, you can uh, see the show notes and you can go and have a look at Stuart's band. I'll put that in the show notes right at the top. I'll put it. Save you scrolling through everything. <laughs> but there'll be a YouTube link. I'll put that in uh, in the show notes and you can find them at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. You can talk to the Twitter 
at Aussie Tech Heads, as I said at the start of the show. Don't forget, yeah, on the Aussie Tech Radio, we've got the Aussie Max Zone, the Obsidian Loft, the Old Fart Geeks, and the Aussie Tech Security, just to name but a few. Now, the Aussie Max Zone, that this week, so that's the week before Easter, which I think was the episode 22nd of the 3rd, uh, I joined the guys and we sort of went, oh God, right in depth on Apple. I think Michael stayed up and watched it from 3 o'clock in the morning and Oh, he wrote down everything Tim Cook said. I think Tim Cook's got a boyfriend there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not careful. But, um, yeah, so uh, if you want more to know more about the Apple thing, either watch it yourself on the iTunes or um, go and listen to Aussie Max Zone. All right, good stuff. So um, that's it. Uh, thanks, uh, Stuart, for coming in. Thanks for giving us your stories. Thanks, and uh, going hard with all the stuff that interests you this week. And you too, Shane. Thank you very much. Yeah, just on that, um, I I don't know if I mentioned this at the intro or not, but this is probably going to be my last week for the foreseeable future because I've been lucky enough to actually uh, find employment finally, um, right at the point where you know things were getting a bit bit shaky when it comes to eating the house that kind of thing. <laughs> eating, right? Um, <laughs> that's shaky. So um, yeah, so this is probably going to be my last show for the foreseeable future because. Um, my finish time and where I live and all that kind of stuff. It's just until they invent time travel, I'm probably not going to get back in time. Hmm. Um, won't be the last time you see me doing kind of podcasty stuff because I am trying to get another podcast together myself, which we'll probably have to do um, on the weekends, given that I'll be working Monday to Friday. So um, for what it's worth, it's been good. But um, we'll see yeah. you when you uh, when you get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the support, Glenn. I mean, I know my recent history hasn't been great, but no, I think it'll actually work out better with this. Uh, with this, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. They're bigger. Um, for those that might be interested, still got two legs. Um, the legs getting better. Uh, so hopefully, in the next week or two, I can stop getting the you know silver chain out and getting the dressings done. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. And I will be back to as close to normal as I ever get. All right. Well, we wish you good luck in the new job, and uh, I know you got a big drive, a big commute, so you'll be able to listen to a lot of podcasts. You got Bluetooth in the car? You can listen to podcasts through the Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm probably one of the one of your, you know, big kind of fans when it comes to the radio and all that kind of stuff. Because, um, and I know, I mentioned it during the week that you kind of squeezed in one there that doesn't kind of fit the Australia slash New Zealand thing, but you know, I know. It, was, it was good to listen to. Oh, I don't know how that fell in there, but uh, <laughs> maybe we could put that in more often. I won't say what it is because it was a mistake to have it in there. So um, I didn't get any clearances, so uh, we'll just leave it at that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. You, you accidentally dragged it, <laughs> I must have. it across. I must have. But anyway, uh, yeah, good luck with your job, Shane. I'm sure it'll go well. And uh, just come back to us when you can. Maybe there's a Thursday night when, uh, I don't know, a show day or something. And just come yeah, back. Yeah, public holiday or something like that. Yeah, but no, definitely when I can, I'll, I'll definitely come back. Good stuff. All right, and uh, we'll see everyone else, uh, hopefully, bright and bubbly next Thursday. Oh, no, well, we're not going to see Shane, and I think Stuart might be away, so let's see. It might be just me and Eric next Thursday. We'll see how we go. It might be, oh, might be, be you and it might just be, be me. You in a mirror. <laughs> we'll see if we can get see if we can get Will back on or something. We'll, we'll have to get him back in the gear. His baby brain and all this sort of stuff. All right. <laughs> Don't forget the AussieTechRadio.com. Until next uh, next next week, next episode. We'll see you then. Happy Easter. Bye bye.